Welcome, everyone, to episode number one of Auto Trends. Welcome, Gideon. Hey, Lucas. What's up? What's up, man? Great to see you again. Um, yeah, no, welcome, guys. Uh, really exciting times. Auto Trends podcast. We are officially kicked off. I know there's been a lot of planning involved. Um, co-host again, as, as I said, Gideon Williams, been in the industry for a, lot, a long time. And, uh, you know, Lucas Welk and I, we have been at this for a good while. And at the end of the day, we are pretty fired up to just share insights, content, guests um, from start to finish. I mean, the really focus of this podcast and, and this entire platform that we're launching is to equip you with the knowledge, the expertise, um, with what's going on in our industry from a parts perspective, from a technology perspective, we know technology is coming quick. It's been coming quick. And today, um, really, the focus is um, just to, 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 to learn more about where we're at in the industry, how we've gotten to where we're at today, um, and really just lay a foundation. Uh, Lucas and I have a ton of experience in this space um, in, in, in different different sectors. And so we're excited to kick this off. We're excited um, to make this about you. Um, and, and, and ultimately please, we always want to start and end with, if you want a platform and if you're looking to, uh, get on some additional podcasts, your additional, um, you know, run some, you know, promo campaigns, just about what you do really enrich this platform, please, please, please reach out. Uh, the best way to get a hold of us is through our LinkedIn channel. Um, it's just a quick message on there. At that point, we'll take you, uh, you know, to an email and get and get you all set up, and and uh, we'll see if we can't fit you into the into the schedule. So, um, yeah, excited for this. This is really a good time uh, in our industry, and um, excited to make some shit happen, baby. Absolutely. No, this is, uh, I've been excited for this for a long time, Gideon, for us to get this going. And I know a lot of other people have, we've got a great lineup, I think this year of a ton of people already that, you know, people bang are banging down our door to come on the podcast, to tell us what's going on in their own industry with their own organizations. And, you know, no, I think it's going to be great. We've got some great interviews lined up, you know, we're following the latest trends. We're staying on top of the news. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, I agree with you, Lucas. And, you know, the cool thing is really is that, you know, every within the industry, right, we have the whole the whole the parts industry. You've got OE, you have aftermarket performance, you have, you know, commercial heavy duty. We even, you know, power sports. Um, and, and, and what I think is really probably the most exciting is is every kind of sub vertical within the industry. But also, you know, every company they have different struggle points, right? Different areas are like, ah, shit, you know, I'm having issues with this, whether it's a pricing, whether it's data, what's, how do I scale with technology, right? Historically, we've been in a place where it's kind of not the good old boy system, but it's kind of like, you know, handshakes and long-term partnerships, you know, from the WDs and manufacturers. And we're seeing technology just disrupt this entire beast. And largely there's, there's knowledge that's not really, up to speed, right? We have some folks that are really forward and we have some that are lagging and, and, and what it's doing is it's, is it's paralyzing decision-making when it comes to the digital age. Um, I'm not going to name his name, but I was sitting in a meeting with a big uh, CEO. Um, and, and you know, we were talking about the future of tech, talking about the future of parts commerce, how to compound growth. And the response back to me was point blank. 
listen, I just don't know the technology side of this business. Exactly. Exactly. That's why exactly. we're here. And, and, and that's where you and I are really good. You know what I mean? It's getting you're much more knowledgeable on the technology side, you know, than what I am. So that's why this is going to be really great because right now it's it's not a cookie cutter, one size fits all for any business. You know, I think every sort of business, whether you're a dealer, manufacturer, or a distributor, you know, you've all got your unique challenges. And that's why this is going to be really great because, you know, we're talking to these people on a daily basis and we're hearing their different struggles. But I think, you know, to our audience here, it's going to benefit them so much hearing, you know, the different perspectives, what's working for them. Oh, e-commerce, you know, is really great for us. And how is the, you know, the brick and mortar doing and why are they adding all these extra sales channels, these extra layers? So I think that's that's going to be key for our audience to hear the different perspectives, what's working, what's not working. and no, that's why I think it's going to be uh, well, and I, and I and that's a great point, Lucas. And I, I think I'll I'll parlay into the into, into the, the uh, what we're here for. If you're listening to this podcast and you want a platform to come out, whether it's educational, whether it's about the struggles of what you're doing from your tech side, from your growth side, we know that digital is interconnected, and it's going to be. Yep. If you're not yep. digitally connected. You need to you need to at least begin to take steps, whether you yep. know nothing or you know something. That's exactly why we're here to your point, because every sub vertical, whether you're a distributor, whether you're a small WD that potentially is the old kind of motocraft Delco model and you haven't diversified. We want to hear from you. Right. Because yep. there's yep. ways to, to, to help propel you and your business forward through digital technology. Um, and, and so, you know, from our listeners, if you're in any of those verticals and you're like, look, man, we've been sitting on this and we're just unsure, reach out, right? That's what yep. we do. Exactly. We have so much knowledge and expertise of, of what we do. Granted, we're not claiming we know everything because no one does, but... Yep. What we really want to do is just take this platform and enrich it to the maximum capacity with all of the sub-verticals. Let's learn from everything, right? And then bring it yep. together and boom, now we have best-in-class uh, decisions for your technology. You know, these are solutions that work. Exactly. These are solutions that failed. So I think you're dead yep. on, Lucas, about that and really – um, you know what 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 we're after here and quite frankly it's it's pretty damn exciting in in my opinion. Cause it can be i think you know for a lot of these guys um they're intimidated you know i mean including myself you know when you when you're when you start talking about all these different online platforms different selling channels and you're thinking well what do i need technology wise you know the infrastructure for one thing number two what extra staff do i need how do i manage it how does all this come together online is it going to be more complicated is it going to cost me more in overhead cost is it going to you know so i think hearing this you know from us who had the experience but also guys who have been down that path that, and Gideon, we've seen it you know guys that are starting oh. at zero and just within years like let's say one to two years blowing it up so that they're doing millions you know through their online you know online parts platform and stuff like that and just hearing their experience and giving our listeners kind of the the confidence to say, right, well, if he can do it, I can do it too. You know, and here's exactly how I did it. There's no secrets. There's no, you know, behind the scenes stuff. This is exactly what worked for me. And, and you might listen to us next week with our next guest and a completely different, you know, um, 
path work for that particular person. But then you'll kind of explore, well, this is what I'm comfortable with now. Let's start small. Let's go incremental. Let's not, you don't need to start out spending $50,000 a month, $10,000 a month, you know, $15,000 a month. You don't need to start, start incrementally, start small. But, you know, our guests are going to go through that. And I think it's going to be incredible for anybody, you know, any business that wants to listen to this podcast. If you're just a small business up to enterprise level, you know, we're going to have guests that'll cover a variety of topics. Uh, yeah, that's a good point, Lucas. And, you know, it brings uh, actually an experience that I, I just had. I was in a meeting with, again, uh, I would say they're kind of um, 10 to $12 million company and with the owner, right, and the president of that company. And, hey, 10 to $12 million bucks is, um, you know, we're not, I'm not going to yeah. turn away that. That's, hey, you Absolutely. built a great business. He started out yeah. as just a pure service lane in that Jeep market, and he expanded it. And, yep. you know, obviously there's enterprise up to the multi-billion dollars and, and we have experience with those guys, right? We've got, we've got some, some expertise that we'd love to share, but it brings me to that, my conversation with, with them, right? Owner of a company started out as a tech, opened up his own shop, got into the parts game of the business, went into the digital. He's built this business to where majority of his sales, um, about, you know, 70% were online doing very good. I'm not going to snub at that. Excellent job, right? Let me tell you exactly what happened. He calls me. We have a good meeting. Great guy. Great, great guy. And he says, look, Gideon, I think I'm up a creek, man. And I don't know what to do. I said, well, let's go through it. Let's go deep into what what, what the issues. He goes in. He, he brought in a developer, right, to, to help engineer and build out his tech solutioning, right? So he goes in. I'm not going to share the platform that they built on. He builds the platform. Things are going great, right? There's just a lot of stuff that he's liking um, because he's coming from a non-tech background. He's coming from more the business background, the the part side, the tech, the the service lane, and you know, it, you know, from a small business north of ten million. Not, yep. Not going to uh, uh, turn my my eye on. He says, "I have a major problem. My uh, my engineer that I have hired to develop out my e-commerce just quit. Right? He said, I don't know what the fuck he did." I right. like some things, but I don't know anything about the tech side. He goes, I'm screwed. Yep. I'm completely yep. screwed. I can't do anything. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not a tech guy by nature. Yep. And so it's very, very common, right, for that use case to happen in that small business where now you got to go out and you got to go hire somebody else. Yep. And then when you hire a new, you know, developer, you may pay them 80, 90, 100, 150 grand a year, and they may just be unhappy one day and they're gone. Yep. And we're seeing yep. this at every single level, whether you're small, medium, large enterprise, from a million bucks up to multi-billions. We're seeing this across yep. the board. Your technology department becomes an extension of your business. When they leave, you have a gap. Exactly. We're seeing a lot yep. of partnerships where technology platforms are an extension of your business to where it's almost kind of like, okay, if the tech platform has turnover, you still have the tribal knowledge. You just have to have yep. somebody come in and pick some stuff up and go. You don't have yep. to hire in a new developer. So yep. to your point. No, automation I mean, is so key. You know, automation yeah. is so key now. You want to be, you know, long gone are the days where you get somebody walking into your parts counter, into a brick and mortar store, ordering some, you know, from your parts guy. 
I mean, that's painful and slow and not effective. And people just aren't doing that anymore. They're expecting, you know, like Amazons and all these guys shipping stuff immediately, stuff to show up at the door within a day. You know, they want customer service immediately where you can go online, pick up the telephone, call somebody, get somebody immediately if they have a question, a concern, you know, and need an answer. Um, so all those things is is you want to build that and you want to build the automation and, and, and your your platforms, but also you want to keep a close relationship. And while saying that, transfer to the technological side of things. But again, it's still up to, I believe, you know, the dealerships and, you know, the manufacturers to maintain that consumer trust. You still have to have that relationship with your customers at the exact same time. So don't lose that by thinking, ah, oh, we're going to go digital. And just because we build a website, then suddenly everybody's going to suddenly flock to us just because we threw a website, you know, on the internet. And now we're amazing. You still need to keep that consumer trust and build those relationships and harness them and nurture them and but, well, and yeah, I, I think that you know, I think that that brings a good point, Lucas, because when we look at the historical perspective of the industry, right, let's just take a step back for one second and understand the pillars of the industry. You have the manufacturers, the owner of the IP, right? Manufacturers are building great products. Their R&D, their budget, their investments go into building great products that ultimately don't fail, right? Yeah. You have your distribution, which we commonly refer to as a WD, warehouse distributor, they buy in, you know, hundreds of different products and they ultimately sell shelf space, but they hit every small nick and cranny, right? They hit all your repair shops and your facilities and anything where a repair is happening. <clears throat> so if you look at the historical context, the WD and the manufacturer were very close because largely technology was not a part in the 90s, right? 90s and early 2000s. The tech stack was not very, very large. Okay. And so. What you see if you look at the historical perspective of kind of your point, closing that loop from a customer perspective, is now you have your e-tailers. That's when Amazon, right? They got their start in the late 90s, right? Early 2000s. They started making a little bit of uh, momentum with books. Remember being in college back in the day, going yep. on Amazon? Of course. And like, yeah, right of course. Book. You're like, fuck yeah, I got a new book. It's Absolutely. Awesome, right? How cool is yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're like, oh, this is great. Yeah, screw my bookstore. They suck. I'm getting jammed exactly. for $250. And I, you know, I can get so. And so then we saw, you know, the rock autos, right? Got, got their launch late nineties. We see the car IDs. We see the, you know, all of the autoplicity.com. You start to see these tech marketplaces pop up. Well, what, why did they pop up? They popped up because there was a gap in the automotive parts industry from manufacturer to distributor. They were purely yep. B2B. So they, they basically overlook that DIY, that small repair shop that, that just wants the part and needs it, needs to get the his car off the bay. So yep. over the last two decades, we've seen these e-tailers and, and their technology yep. companies at the end of the day. The major gap with those e-tailers is they don't own any product, right? They own no product. Therefore, they don't have control over the pricing. So over time, that... WD e-tailer relationship has become closer and as just was the manufacturer and distributor. What's the future? As we look over the years, technology has improved and manufacturers are now starting to say, hey, why don't we go out, create that direct consumer experience, capture that 30% layer of DIY, that Amazon rock business, 
right? Yep. But then just connect it into the WD just as the e-tailer has. Exactly. And so yep. there's so many components that we're looking at the historical context. And we're like, oh, yeah, that's why that happened because it makes exactly. sense because that was the business that was the business structure and relationship. So yep. we're going to dive into yep. all this. I know this is just like a tip yep. of the iceberg, but um, as no, you know, I think this is a good overview for them because, you know, consumers are just so knowledgeable now. You know, oh, whether it comes yeah. to parts or even vehicles. I mean, you look at, let's say, <laughs> if we're talking about car dealerships. If I'm walking into a car dealership now, compared to when I used to buy cars when I was younger, before I even go into the dealership, I know everything about the car. I might know more than the salesman about the car but when I walk into a dealership. I know exactly what different models it has, what different features it comes with, what the price should be, what the price is online, what the price is in this city versus this city. You know, I know everything likely before I walk into that dealership. So the roles are completely changing. It's a, you know, a very educated consumer. So, you know, and that's why it's so important that any of these organizations, they, they keep on, you know, they keep that in mind, understanding there's a very educated public out there that, that knows what they're looking for. And so they need to be on the cutting edge of all this stuff because, you know, the public's not going to be fooled anywhere. You can't, you know, they can't walk in anywhere and, be charged double the price, exorbitant price, because right. they've got an idea already in their head before they walk in there what they're willing to pay. Um, There's a lot of information that's anything. out there. I agree. There's so much information that's out in the marketplace. It's yep. either you're enhancing it and growing, or you're or you're suppressing it and you're and, and you're losing market share. And I, I'll bring the example. Shoot, Lucas, you probably know. Imagine when when you were you know when we were younger, right? We're gonna age ourselves a little bit here, but remember when you were younger and you walk into a parts store with like your dad, right? And like yeah. Yeah, yeah. you go in there and there's this like guy behind the counter and he's got right, smells right. like a 25 day yes. pack of cigarettes cigarette. yeah yeah dude he's got right, like yeah. the the cig right. like the uh <laughs> ashtray on the yeah on yeah it. it's just right next to you and it's just like dude no, who, i do miss that even, i do miss who, that. yeah <laughs> i know i know it's like who does this shit and then right. like you go yeah, in yeah. and like you're like all right i i have an 86 or whatever i have a 91 you know right buick regal and i gotta get it up and he's just like plugging away on some old computer and then he's like and then he's like don't even talk to you at all and then he just marches right. to the back and grabs something and comes up right like yep, that'll do it and it's like yeah, a champion yeah. spark plug or something like that you know right. you're like how the exactly, fuck did he exactly. know this like like what exactly and little did i know i'm gonna just be like we're gonna be just deep into this industry love the industry and now yeah, it's yeah. like look at the difference right look what technology's exactly. done just in that 30 years but that's right you know so yeah. I, I, I think we're going to continue to compound those efforts at such an aggressive rate. I mean, we're seeing it. Look at the last five years. The last yeah, five years, tech has yep. changed. Sure. I mean, unbelievable. You know, yep. I, 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 I'll tell you this. And I think when we start, and I'm, we're shifting topics a little bit, but when we, when we look at the OE side of the business, look at what Mopar is doing. Mopar is scrappy as hell, right? They're forward thinkers. They've, in essence, if you go to if you go to their their direct consumer site store.mopar.com, go on there, type on there. They've, in essence, connected like 500 dealers to basically fulfill for their direct consumer right program. So when you yep. look at these things that are like, okay, so they're actually going direct, but they're not fulfilling out of their own own facilities. They're fulfilling out. They're fulfilling out of their franchise dealer facilities when we look at these models and and how they're basically just paving the way 
um, it's, it's incredible. Right. And, 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 uh, so, you know, I, I think the future is really going to be bright and I think we're going to see a lot of changes. Um, yep. But it's important that we just air out, air out the, uh, the luggage, you know, from everybody's perspective, man, get, get, let's give the good, bad and ugly and then let's Absolutely. solution backwards. So exactly, exactly. No, no, no. And, and, you know, I think the, just the value of our, the guests that we have coming up on this show, it's going to be amazing because I think a lot of them are going to connect together or, you know, be of our chats and stuff like that, that we're going to have live, you know, while we're on the podcast, you know, we'll see some of the questions coming in that we can respond to or have our guests respond to. And then I think a lot of even connections are going to be made. You know, you might be a manufacturer, you might be a seller, an e-tailer or something like that. And you're going to see a guest on our show and think, wow, I can, if I could talk to that guy, you know, he could really help my business or I could really benefit his business. I think it's, it's all about connection building now you know we talk about technology but we don't want to dehumanize you know i think the industry either the connections are still equally if not more important now than ever um i think you're so true on that man i and i i've said that so much i mean look what is here right we're we're doing a a podcast we're not sitting in the same room right yeah we're all we're old homies but we're not sitting in the same room here we are in a tech platform but you can, I agree. I've always said you cannot dehumanize the human connection. That's what exactly. we live off of. That's what, yeah. that's what makes shit happen at the end of the day. And I yep. think it's important that we continue to kind of think about that when we look at the industry. Sure. We're layering yep. on technology, right? Um, right. You know, we're layering on technology and we're looking at manufacturers. Okay. Having a direct consumer program, but then tying in all of their distribution network, right. Enabling their e-tailers to walk into, you know, a position where boom, they can be up, you know, get it, you know, up to speed and get to market very quickly and grow multi-million dollar plus businesses through yep. technology, but we cannot dehumanize that connection and that relationship and that human piece of it, because that's what makes, um, that's what moves the needle. Exactly. Exactly. No. And I think, you know, just this brief discussion, you know, that we're doing right now, Gideon, obviously to our listeners, our viewers right now, this is, you know, this is our very first episode. We're just kind of giving you guys an overview, what you can expect, you know, in the weeks and months and years kind of to come with our podcast. Um, you know, we're going to be kicking out quite a few episodes coming out here um, within the next couple of weeks. Um, and again, I don't want to kind of spill the beans per se yet, Gideon. I don't want to uh, on who our upcoming guests are, but we're going to throw out some little quick little teaser videos as well. Um, so again, make sure you're subscribing to our LinkedIn channel, Auto Trends, same as on YouTube. Make sure you follow us on YouTube as well. Again, you know, this is going to be our first one we're posting up there. We know that there's not a lot of content there right now, but make sure you like and subscribe now because as soon as we start throwing out these videos, you'll have first access to it and uh, and they're going to kind of be coming fast and furious because we're, we're getting a lot of requests. Can we be on the show? And again, you know, if you're listening now and you want to be on the show, like Gideon said, reach out to us. We, the more the merrier, we're happy to provide as much content as we possibly can, you know, for you guys to share what's going on in the industry and, you know, we're just passionate about it. We like doing it. You know, Gideon and I aren't sitting here because we're making millions, gonna, you know, we're going to make millions on YouTube. We're just passionate about it and we want to share with you guys. Well, and I think that's it, Lucas. I mean, really, at the end of the day, um, you know, I think both of us, for whatever reason, we've always shared the same goals and objective is to move the industry forward in a, in, in a position that benefits, you know, 
everyone from the manufacturers, distributors, but ultimately right. the consumers, right? That single mother, exactly. man, that single father, they're just trying to get their vehicle back up and running and back on the road so they can go make a living, right? And I think when we look at technology, that's the enablement piece. We've all gone yep. through good, bad, ugly. We all know there's struggle points. There's areas that I could do better. There's, we tried this, whatever. We want to hear from you, right? We want yep. to talk about it. Yep. Um, yep. and, 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 and so we want to share our expertise and I think, you know, this is kind of just the, the foundation of diving into, uh, helping equip consumers with better decision-making, right? OE versus aftermarket as an example, right? How do I know yep. when to buy aftermarket? Well, well how is OE? Well, most yep. of the consumers don't know that your aftermarket manufacturers have OE contracts and they're the same product. Just different right. labels, right? And yeah, so yeah. we want to equip all this information. Um, but but yeah. but more importantly, man, from manufacturers and distributors and sellers perspective, um, you know, there's some there's some some you know best practices. There's some things that we know work. We we see it on a daily basis, multi-hundreds of millions of dollars a bit of 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 successful operating businesses in the e-commerce space in the parts world. And that's what we're here to do. And so yeah. um, we just want to stay ahead of the, stuff. you know, and staying ahead of the ball, exactly getting exactly what you had said, because, you know, when we, when you try and stay ahead, you know, if we were talking about this exact same, um, you know, this exact same issue two years ago, our topics right now, we'd be talking about probably something completely different or just, you know, a little bit off the mark. Whereas let's say now, you know, we're, we're looking at the implementation of AI, you know, how is that affecting everything? How is that affecting, you know, manufacturers, distributors, even e-tailers, you know, down to the dealership level or down to the garage using AI. And, I'm, you know, I know that we've got episodes coming up with AI, you know, experts and people that are already implementing, totally. you know, AI. Yep. But, you know, uh, by using AI to determine I've got this particular customer, there, there's a pattern with their ordering. Now their car is suddenly, you know, 14 years old. All this stuff is going wrong. You know, and AI is, you know, able to look at it and say, okay, right, here's kind of, you know, what their issue is. Are they in for a new car? You know, should the dealership, instead of trying to sell them parts, should the dealership be more focused on selling them a brand new vehicle at this point? Or, you know, and again, I don't want to dive too deep into it because that's an upcoming episode with an expert. But just trends like that that you want to stay ahead of that might not be, you know, something everybody's implementing now. But six months to a year down the road, you don't want to be left behind that you know totally. you don't want to say oh geez i wish i would have done that a year ago because now our competition down the road has already done this and now we're playing catch up well and i think to your point when we start to look at ai it's a dangerous game right um but if it's used properly i think it's a competitive advantage and i know that we're we're looking at you know when we think of ai we're, we're constantly looking at macro trends right yep. we're looking at decision making yep. Um, a good example, when you look at the price at the online game in, in the in the parts world is the ability to go out and aggregate competitor pricing in real time to give you yep. indications as a seller, increase price because maybe there's a national back order on these parts. Right. Profitability exactly. opportunity or yep. decrease price and you're leaving x x millions of 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 product of sales on the table because market is showing x right um yep. that's really the tip of the iceberg when we look at ai and and ai it's a trigger it's a, it's a it's a buzzword right um but if it's used Correct. properly i think as we go deeper into that topic of ai automotive parts technology 
um, we can really kind of have have a have a forward thinking conversation and say, look, if you compound these best practices with your business and then you layer on the AI, exactly, there's your competitive advantage. There's your differentiator. Exactly. So exactly. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Anything else, Excellent. Lucas? No, I think, you know, I think this is kind of a good overview for you guys, you know, listening in. And I think, you know, you you kind of get adjust to where we're going. We're here to support you. Again, reach out to us with anything, even if you don't want to be a guest on the show, but you just have a question and say, have you talked to a manufacturer lately? What, you know, what's going on with manufacturers that you've talked to? Or what's going on with distributors that, you know, you've talked to? Feel free to reach out to myself or Giddy with any question you may have. It doesn't have to be related necessarily to our podcast, but anything about the auto industry. And if we can connect you with the right partner or the right person, then, you know, we're happy to do so. No doubt. No doubt. I think that's really, it's about you. Um, you know, we're just, we're just doing the Lord's work, baby. As some people would say, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, we're here for yep. a purpose, uh, but we're here for the industry and this is all about you at the end of the day. And so any ways that we can help connect and bring this together and, and share with our expertise, we will. Um, exactly. But with that said, Lucas, I think that's all I've got. Um, yep. Looking forward to episode two. So as you know, absolutely subscribe and subscribe. Yep. Send us a message, reach out me and like and subscribe and we'll see you next episode. See you guys. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,